0: But love to hear your punning stories on good or bad, um, because we've had some beauty so far this morning. I reckon our next guest to have some great stories about the punt, and it's a privilege to have him on our show. Darren Fondell joins us online. Darren, good morning. Yes, good morning, Ray and Dean. Thanks for having me. And Thanks for coming on, Darren. I know Sunday's normally your, your day of rest after a big day calling the, the Sydney races all 10 yesterday. I know Dino wants to get stuck into this, but ha- how do you prepare for... A big day like yesterday, you had a $2 million race, a $1 million race, a lot of focus. How do you go about preparation, Darren?
1: I think uh, the key really is to make sure that you're well prepared before you get to the track, normally the day before or, for instance, this week I did the vast majority of my form on Thursday, and uh, so the process of actually doing the form, going through the selections means that I'm watching replays, I'm watching trials, which means I'm becoming aware pretty much of all of the names of the of the horses. And um, so basically, once you get to the Saturday race day, it's just a refresher course because you don't really get a whole lot of time to to have a look at them. Rose Hill's not too bad, but at, at Randwick, for instance, with the whole parade there in the theatre of the horse, I can't mm. see any of that. At the
0: back, isn't it? Yeah. That's right.
1: The first time I see them is when they're moving out onto the track. So if they're running behind time or if I'm on the, on the radio doing an update or or answering phone calls etc sometimes you only get a very brief look at them and um, often it only takes a, a few minutes most of the time you get them straight away but every now and then there's there's certain horse names i haven't heard before or a name doesn't really make sense and you just can't get it into your head mm. and you keep you say it three times four times five times and then half a second later i've, I've already forgotten it <laughs>
2: yeah, <I know laughs> Which can be from. horrible
1: Horribly frustrating, and then the the tension starts to build before the race.
3: Do you go on colours, Darren, numbers, the look of the horse? W- it's when you're calling it, just tell me what you're looking at in terms of... You know.
1: Pretty much the colours. Hmm. Um, and then you get into a situation where you've got uh, the same colours going around with different cap colours. Um, that's okay. Uh, but sometimes you could get two sets of colours that are so close, it's not funny. And I'll give you an example. In the Happy Clapper era, Happy Clapper terrorised me mm. because his <laughs> colours were just identical to the first Godolphin. set of Godolphin colours. Yeah,
0: colors. yeah all blue, weren't they? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. and the amount of times I would... Now, in that scenario, <clears throat> sometimes at about the 150 when I'm about to declare the Godolphin horse, I would just have to really double-check and either go with a saddle cloth or, or certain horses might have a specific marking. Mm. God love Cascadian, at least I always knew who he was.
0: Yeah. What about jockeys? Because sometimes in that situation, like I know, for example, Blake Shin's got a d- distinctive riding style. He would be mm. riding Happy Clapper. Would that help you, Darren?
1: It does a little bit, yes. It's a, it's a very valid point. Just the riding style, uh, Just no, I can just tell that that was Blake Shin, for instance, yeah. on Happy Clapper. That's a, that's a very good point. So. Um, when things start to get a little bit tricky, and generally it's the highway races for me that's the, that, that's the race where I really have to put in the work because there's, there's such big fields now, 18, 20 yeah. runners, and a lot of them I haven't seen before. Uh, just little things like uh, blinkers, particularly coloured blinkers, and that's the good thing about a lot of the country trainers, they'll, they'll put the lime green blinkers onto the pink blinkers, and that makes it so much easier. Yeah.
3: Are you hard on yourself, Darren? I mean, when you finish a race, <coughs> do you think, Privately, I, I nailed that. And conversely, do you think, oh, I could have done a better job there, or do you try just to focus on the next race?
1: I uh, it's yeah, it's hard to to uh, just deal with the fact when you know your core wasn't a hundred percent. you've made a little error. I mean, you're human. It's
3: going to happen, isn't
1: it? And then sometimes you think, well, it's only the real hardcore people that would probably pick up that there was a slight error there. Or or, I know I've done it. (laughs) 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 But uh, the one thing I've found, if you do make an error of some description, you've just got to move on. You can't dwell on it. Because if you do, that can really ruin the day, and uh, it could compound later on if you if you stress too much about it. If, if a mistake's been made, you just have to deal with it and move on, because there's there's a lot more work to be done. Yeah, we all make mistakes,
0: Darren. Hey, Darren, what about some of your your famous calls? And and I'd love to we'll, we'll go through one which attack and get your thoughts afterwards. But this is Darren Flindell at his best.
2: Further back to English, Chautauqua still back last into the straight. Our boy Malachi two lengths clear from Dothraki, Fell Swoop, and Shiraz. English is coming down the outside, Exosphere's not in the hut, and Chautauqua's coming with a big run on the outside. Our boy Malachi being tackled by Fell Sweep. Here he comes, Chautauqua, boom, right over the top. Chautauqua takes out the TJ, back to back wins, beats Fell Sweep and English. Our boy Malachi next, followed by Dothraki, then Delectation...
0: That was still one of the most remarkable wins I think I've seen at Ram. He was so far out of the picture, Chautauqua, but you spotted him, Darren, early in that race, and I know he's a grey, so you probably had half an eye on him at some stage, but Chautauqua boom, did that just come out naturally? It was something you thought about? Can you talk us through that, Darren?
1: There was a little bit. Uh, there was a bit of feedback from the first year in 2015 when I think I go uh, here we go boom yeah, yeah. Chautauqua lunges and uh, a few of my colleagues, uh, Gavin Carmody in particular, was one at Sky that would continually rev me up, calling me boom all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, boom, I guess, <laughs> so I guess
1: it was it was a little bit in my mind uh, the following year uh, because it uh, you know it got a, a little bit of a following the boom and then of course uh, in 2016 when I went chips in with a boom. Um, they went into full swing after mm. that.
3: Mm. Uh, Darren, it's your job, it's your profession, but do you also try to enjoy the races?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, so a lot of races, uh, like the, the big races, I just want to call as accurately as possible and, and as descriptive and and uh, and make sure you do the right job to to suit the occasion. And then there, there's other races, just, they're just the names of certain horses that uh, you can't help but just throw a little pun in or or have a bit of extra fun with. So, Mm. yeah, in that sense, I certainly do try and enjoy myself where where the fun is there to be had.
0: What about when the pressure is on? There's a huge focus, not just Sydney, Australia, but internationally, a certain race when a mare was going for her 33rd win at her final start
2: now happy clapper and Winx is rounding them up coming right around the field Kluger takes an inside run she's gone for home already Winx she beats off Hartnell Kluger going up the inside happy clapper can't go on Winx is two lengths clear Kluger sticks on then came Hartnell but she's well clear Winx inside the final 100 meters today we farewell an Australian icon, the greatest of all time. Wing wins a third. Queen Elizabeth beats Kluger. Hartnell third. Happy Clapper fourth. Then shillelagh, mask of time. One Still of the great.
0: Yeah, one of the great days I've ever had in a racetrack. And mm. Darren, going into that 2019 Queen Elizabeth Stakes, there was there was a worldwide focus in the racing world on Ranwick that day, and indeed on your call. Was there anything that you had in the back of your mind rehearsed for that call, again, to just, just come out naturally?
1: I thought I wanted to, to keep it as, as simple as possible and I, and I was very mindful of the way I would sign off. And I really believe if I just describe her, if she, if she wins as expected, as the greatest of all time, I think uh, keep it simple and, uh, and that was effective enough. Uh, Just briefly, when Kluger went up the inside, uh, not knowing just how good Kluger is, he made a a bit of a dash there at at a certain point of the straight where I thought he was going to come into it and make a little bit of a race of it. So I just had to pause and just hold back a little bit longer until I was entirely sure. But um, a lot of her her races, yes, um, the the finishes were scripted pretty much to try and um, identify between uh, the different races or yeah. Get a chronological order of everything that she achieved. But yeah, at the end of the day, I thought, uh, probably don't overthink it, just keep it simple.
3: Now, Darren, all the success you've had at the races, mm.
1: couldn't you have picked
3: a football side that's just a little bit more successful? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the problem is, I've been in this... <laughs> been and I'm talking West Tigers,
3: obviously. Yes. You're a Mad Tigers fan.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, Balmain Tigers. Oh, I started Balmain going first. to Leichhardt. In 1981, and mm. I blame my cousin for this, Wayne Wiggin.
3: Oh, Wayne Wiggin, uh, oh, the sitter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, because we we go there each Sunday to to watch him play at uh, Leichhardt. So. He's the uh, the scapegoat for uh, this disease that I've got, that I'm still a West Tigers fan and I can't stop.
3: He had a great uh, partnership with Dennis Bendel. Yeah, Remember good good
1: player. Yes, he certainly did. And uh, that was the Larry Corrow Warrior yeah, and, yes. uh, and Percy Knight. And uh, I still see Wayne regularly. And we, we go to at least one Leichhardt Sunday afternoon game uh, each year. Uh, when we can And I know he keeps up with it. He still catches up With a lot of the The old boys From that era mm.
0: you, you go to the footy Regularly don't you Darren
1: oh, n- n- Not a great deal It's like I'd definitely go to The the Sundays at Leichhardt Just yep. to, to punish myself <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough <laughs> uh, But yeah I, I do get to a, a few games uh, Here and there Now that uh now that the new Allianz Stadiums open, and I only live down the road, I'll, I'll certainly avail myself to going to a few games out there now the next uh, season.
0: Are you excited about the new Timmy Sheens and indeed Benji Marshall here at the club?
1: Yeah, I, I am. I, I can see some optimism that hopefully we've, we've we've hit rock bottom, and the J curve must come now. <laughs> yeah. And I just like to think that with um, you know the change there of Sheens and, and Marshall working together, that oh things will definitely improve. It's just a matter of how much they do improve.
3: Would you ever like to call a rugby league game, Darren? Is that something that you'd like to do? Or is there another sport that you think, gee, that'd be a great challenge?
1: I think uh, I've always had the passion for rugby league. And I guess this is how my interest in racing started. As a, as a school kid, as an English assignment, my mate and I, uh, too, we called a Balmain-Cronulla game at Leichhardt and submitted that as an English assignment. And we got outstanding marks just for the originality of the whole concept. And back then, that's what I was really focused on. As about a 15-year-old, I thought, I'd love to be uh, calling Rugby League. But then I got more realistic and realised that there are far more opportunities in in racing, particularly the Greyhounds and the Trots. But yeah, at some stage, I'd I'd love to call Rugby League. It's it's sort of probably an unfulfilled passion. And I think of uh, other sports, not that I've done it, but I firmly believe that I'd be pretty good calling swimming.
0: Okay, yeah, well, Rabbit's Warren loved it and Ray Hadley's good at it. And um, mm. yeah, uh, Darren, of course, your career did take you to Hong Kong for many years. And one of our listeners has texted in, and I've forgotten about this, um, that you called that great Sunline Fairy King Prawn Clash at the international meeting. Actually, in
1: two- that was that was uh, David Raphael. Ah,
0: okay, I had forgotten yes. about it, yeah. When did you go to Hong Kong, Darren? I,
1: I arrived um, in 1999. Ah, and yeah. David Rafael was the chief caller up until 2006, uh, he had the honour of calling probably what will be regarded as one of the greatest Great racing, ever yeah, yeah. international battles of all time. That, was, that was something special, yeah. Sunline and, and Ferry King Prawn.
0: And you, you were there in Hong Kong until 2015 by memory. Um, yes. Did, did you enjoy Hong Kong racing and, and coming back, was it always the ambition to, to take on the, the top job, so to speak, in, in Sydney?
1: Yeah, I had uh, such a marvellous time there from, from 1999 and it was probably the last two years, um, getting to about 2013, there was a lot of the political unrest in Hong Kong, mm. uh, the protests were just starting in a small way and you could just see it was the beginning of the end of Hong Kong as, as we all knew it and I'd been at the jockey club for you know c- quite a long time and I, I think for a lot of people when you work for that organisation it does have a use by date. Mm. But I felt Hong, the time there was such a great education and I worked with some some great people uh, like Jenny Chapman in particular. Yeah, Jenny, lovely lady. <laughs> she hasn't, Jenny stood the test yeah, of time. Yeah, she's still going well. So. No one will beat Jenny's record. Yeah.
0: How many years now, you reckon? Because I remember oh. when she was doing the Melbourne Cup for Channel 10 in the
1: 80s. Well, that's right. Well, she, she's been in Hong Kong, I think, since around 1997 yeah, or yeah. so. It's a long time. But... Um, and her and her husband, David, run the successful bloodstock business, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a, a full-time commentator. And Mark Richards, the ex-jump jockey who I worked closely with on the TV, we did the TV shows there together, and he was tremendous fun because he he just knew so much about the sport, and I felt like I learned so much mm-hmm. of Mark Richards and Jenny Chapman about the horse and, uh, and the international side of things as well. So that sort of taught me that everything that we do in australia is not necessarily the right thing it's the way we do it Mm. and overseas they've got their way of doing things as well so it was a good melting pot for the uh, the south the the southern hemisphere and the northern hemisphere meeting together
0: yeah no fair enough hey darren you know my good friend dean richie's got a fair bit of pull in the rugby league world so 2023 dino can you make it happen for one mr d flindell in a rugby league calling what i'll do
3: how about i try and get him on but i'm going to Make it a Tigers game. Yeah, why not? That'll really test him when they're getting flogged <laughs> <laughs> as to whether he can keep up that enthusiasm here every Saturday at Ramwick or Rose Hill.
1: <laughs> I've got to uh, practice uh, Adam, uh, what's he, Adam he now. Dwayhe. Yeah, yeah. They've all got different yes.
3: names these days.
0: <laughs> and, and Darren, are you like all of us like um, in, in my writing sometimes uh, when you're doing a, Uh, a a race report you might come through you've concentrated on the horse you're backed in the story rather than the actual winner because your horse has lost when you've had a bet in a race I guess professionally you just have to call the race don't you but naturally you're going to be watching your horse aren't you
1: yeah I think if your horse isn't in the picture and uh, they're getting down to the 200 meters and sometimes you might quickly glance back just to try and find it I don't I don't want to overly focus on uh, on the horses I I have a plan because the way I see it, I just call it as it unfolds Fair and I enough, can't yeah. change the result uh, through my bets. But obviously, when you're a bit of a winning chance, you, you might just raise it a level or two and <laughs> put some more oomph into the call when it goes home a winner. <laughs> Don't
0: we all? <laughs> hey, look, Darren, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show this morning. I know Dino's already going to work his contacts and see what he can work out for you in 2023. But as long as you keep calling Sydney races, all the punters will be happy, Darren. Thanks for having us on, guys.